It's bonus pod 172. You walk into the supermarket. It's the one near your place. It's not the biggest, but it's got the bits you need. It's very convenient. You're very happy it's here, really. You don't know what you do without it. You need to pick up some vegetables because <clears throat> you're trying to be healthier. And and pretty much and everything else is getting so expensive because of um, inflation and everything. The only vegetables are sort of the only thing reasonably priced left in the supermarket. And you're scouring, you're going through vegetable aisle and pick up a, a couple of tomatoes, a couple of uh, cucumbers, um, and and you need the big cabbage. You're gonna get a big cabbage, and and you see the first cabbage on the shelf, and like oh, it's a bit tattered, it's a bit gross. You pick it up and you give it a slap like a Chinese uncle, pat pat pat, and then you shake your head, no, not good enough, and you put it aside. And the next one's like uh, the next one's even more with it. So, ugh. No, I don't want this one. You put it aside. And you keep until you're. You keep put, putting aside uh, cabbages that aren't good enough until you get to the end of the. You have re, you're reaching your hand right into the to the back of the shelf and you grab hold of a uh, a cabbage and you pull it to you. And this one's perfect. It's it's beautiful. This cabbage, pristine, crunchy, fresh, d- sweating with fresh dew. It's glistening. It's like it's in a Burger King advert. It's so shiny and fresh looking. You're brilliant. And you you put, throw it into your basket. And just as you do, you think you hear it, a very faint, ow, like that. Like a very quiet, ow, when you throw it into your basket. Huh? You look around you. Oh, must have been some weird kid. So you got some veggies and some, and, and, you, know, and you go, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a ham. A big old ham, a big old gammon, a big old uh, sweet gammon. I'll pop in the oven later tonight. I have some chips and some cabbage. Yum. Gammon and cabbage. My childhood favorite. My Proust's Madeleine. And and you go to the, the cured meat section. And again, you go, you go to the hams. And, oh, this ham's crap. And you put it aside. And you, this next ham is also crap. It's sort of sad and gray. Ugh. And again, you keep searching until your hands are right at the back of the shelf. And... You pull out a perfect ham. It's beautiful, this ham. It's so nice. It's pink and delicious looking and great. You throw it into the uh, the basket. And again, when you throw it into the basket, you hear it go, ooh, like that. And you're like, what? And you, 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 you look in there and you jostle the basket around so that the cabbage and the ham are knocking against each other. And you, you can swear you can hear really lightly, oi, watch it, like that. And you're like, Phew. This is weird. You go to the self-checkout. You plop, 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 plop through the tomatoes. You plop through the cucumbers, and then um, you 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 pot down the cabbage, and you you key in cabbage. But then the the things like this is too heavy for a cabbage. You're like what? This is too heavy for a cabbage. It's like oh these fucking machines. You take the cabbage off. And you, I'll put through the ham instead. Like, oh, you 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 loop through the ham, and it says oh this ham's too heavy. It's like what? It's too heavy for a ham. It's like I thought they felt heavy, but I thought it'd still be fun. And then, and then you hear really lightly a voice going, "We're too heavy." And you're like, "What? We're too heavy." And it's coming from the cabbage. We're too heavy. And you you start to peel aside the 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 leaves of the cabbage, and you reveal a face in the cabbage, and it's Pierre. And he's going, "We're too heavy." Ah! You're screaming. Ah! He's right, you know. And you're like, what is the gammon? He's right. And you spin the gammon around. 
and you, you you peel off a bit of the gammon skin and it's my face in the gammon i'm going we're too heavy we're not just gammon and cabbage we're phil and pierre good we're the only good ones but we're only good well we're only good ones of each in the supermarket but the upside the, the other side is unfortunately we're also we're alive and we're faces and we're people so what are you gonna do you're gonna eat us you decide <laughs> welcome to bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> all i had there was a the image of your face in the cabin like in the center of the leaves I, sorry like in the center of the leaves like a green man yeah 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 that's right that's right that's right you have to peel aside the the leaves and then your face is underneath like some sort of fertility almost like icon. a cauliflower oh yeah like yeah that's right yeah like uh, something you'd find carved into a pagan uh, tr- tr- tree stump that's right, yeah. Um, You're something um, the Druids would have prayed for or to. Yeah, a votive spirit. I like I like the idea of your head being under the little plastic bum end on the bone that you get sometimes, the joint of meat. Right, yes, yes, that's where I am. Or, or under like that sort of paper hat that meat has in cartoons or like an old television. <laughs> yes, yeah, and when they take it off, it goes on your head like a chef's hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got little frills on. Yeah, it. yeah. Why didn't meat used to have hats back in the day? Why? Uh, so Why didn't meat have hats? It, uh, maybe it was for the same reason the Victorians put little doilies around their bottom of table legs so that people didn't get uh, their dicks all hard looking at table legs. Oh, do you reckon that's what it was on, on like t- on the ends of turkey legs? No, they, were they too much like women's ankles? They're just too much like a boner. But to my eye, by putting on those little white things, you're, you're just you're essentially giving giving that turkey lingerie. You put lingerie on the turkey. <laughs> I'm I'm more likely to be turned on now with the little white frilly bits you put on the turkey. Yeah, what's under it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that the, the the trick to being you know what's seductive, what's most sexy is that which is not seen. Yeah, the, I mean the Victorians were essentially just trying to stem a, a, a just an unstoppable tidal wave of, of their own cum. Good thing they were such talented engineers. Yes, yeah, building dams. They could build a cum, build a cum dam. That's <laughs> um, with steel. Yeah, I mean, they were just, uh, they were fighting a losing battle against their own desperate need to just go absolutely thwack it in the woods or whatever it was they had to end up doing, just to stay calm. <laughs> Do you think that culture, oh, this is, maybe maybe this will be spicy enough for the bonus part. You know how the um, the Victorians sort of reignited the Puritanism mm-hmm. in British culture? Um, do you think that will happen again? Is it or has it already happened? Ah. And will a, a, a culture of Puritanism return to us? I suppose people who lived through the sort sixties and seventies will say that it has, in a way. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because whenever you hear someone from the sixties and seventies on the news going like, uh, "Oh, it's all puritanical now," they're never. Um, they're always from like an, an elite section of society that was urban living and in the arts. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's true. That's true. So it's like, well, of course you think that. You would that orgies with Dame Judy Dench or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> you, you're like they're always like the same guys who have those crazy stories. And also like the puritanical element. If 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 they're not from the arts and from the elite, 
urban sort of uh, 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 creative types, they tend to just be like, um, they say, oh, it's terrible new Puritanism. And, but in reality, like when they were around earlier, there was total Puritanism, Puritanism on, you know, gay or LGBTQ stuff. So that's right. Mm, yes. I mean, it is kind yeah. of happening. It is interesting if you look at the Victorians where like in like the Regency period or, or just before as well, all the plays and books are like incredibly horny. And there's like characters and plays who are like dildo salesmen and things. Um, <laughs> and everyone's like, it's it still scandalous, but it, it was allowed to happen. And then everyone just sort of went, oh, we can't do that anymore. That's silly. Do you think it was in the 90s, Phil, was that time with just like porn mags everywhere? It's like mainstream journalism, nuts and zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the page three ended in 2015. Gosh, yeah. Um, I I remember moving to the UK and being astonished that there were bare tits on just you, on newspaper stands yeah. in petrol stations. Like you didn't have to go through a be a, a bead curtain. <laughs> you didn't have to ask to see the special stuff. It was just there, yeah. and I, a kid, could just look at tits and a lady with her her vagina out. I guess covered with a big star, but. I was smart enough to know what was behind the star. <laughs> you'd, um, you'd done well in your sets. You're a smart kid. Um, so I was astonished about that. Do you think there's an argument for saying that uh, the following two statements? One, that uh, tits being out in the paper was the most European thing about the UK. Because hmm. on the continent, they don't give a shit. Nude saunas, mixed gender, get the tits out, get the willies out, go for it. That's true, but then, but they they were on they were on the newsstands in the UK, yeah, for the purpose of titillation. Yeah. So if the purpose is to titillate, then there is an inherent taboo. That's true. That's very true. But Phil, is it a coincidence that after they cancelled the most um, tawdry European thing about our newspapers, a year later we all voted for Brexit? Apparently. <laughs> ah <laughs> how soon we forget yes the benefits of europeanism we lose the tits and and we're out of the single market and the human rights just court like followed. that yeah yes maybe maybe we are moving into some kind of i don't know if it's puritanism so much as a kind of i don't know it seems like strategic restraint doesn't it Hmm. It's one of the things I can't really work out about TikTok because there's loads of people who are like very tense about certain things or like, um, you know, very like just like not like woke, but or progressive, but like that's offensive. But also like it's not offensive to just be like, um, well, it's it's the contrast, isn't it, between being very, very careful with um, certain areas of language or whatever else, but then also having an OnlyFans. Yeah, and that's yes, the, the they've sort of it's almost the inversion of the 1950s, isn't it? Where it's like, well, no, 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 we're all going to be incredibly polite to each other, um, but we will be nude for money while we do it, and then mm. in the 50s, it was like, mm. no, I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to throw slurs and and misogyny around, but uh, we're going to stay nice and clothed and polite while we nominally well nominally polite. While we do it, we're going to ban yeah. all that. No, think, no tits, but slurs. And now it's no slurs, but tits. We can't seem to ever have <laughs> neither or both. Yeah, it's the old waterbed effect, I guess. Everything, everything follows some. Everything adheres to a waterbed effect. You have to be as 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 wealthy and decadent as the 1990s felt to have slurs and tits for a brief period of time. Oh, what a what a golden age that was. <laughs> 
Tits and slurs and slurs and tits. <laughs> everywhere you went. I'd see a show called Tits and Slurs. <laughs> I need to burp. Do it. I did it. Spicy content. I did it. Spicy content made you burp. I have a question about the intro, by the way. Oh, yeah. What is the Chinese uncle slapping cabbages thing, please? How does that work? Oh, um, so it, when you are grocery shopping as a Chinese person, mm. you have to make sure you are getting the the best specimen available to the shop. The primo cabbage. And barge. you do that by, the yeah, the primo cabbage, the best carrot, the, the healthiest apple. Mm. And you do that by smacking it. <laughs> Seeing if it that it returns the right amount of resistance, that ah. um, that it's taut, that it's got a good slap to it. Yeah, okay. That it's full, that it's um, plump. Ooh. that's what you're checking for. You don't want you don't want something that sags, or that is soft. You want to or too hard. You want to spank a taut yeah. cabbage. Yeah. So Very a- Asian. Asian parents are always slapping food, have you, giving it a squeeze, have you squeezing aubergines. Releasing that as a TikTok, Asi- yeah. Asian parents be slapping food? I, I would, except I don't want 50 million views instantly. <laughs> I, would, I don't know what I would do with, with, with instant TikTok virality. Yeah, man. Dangerous. Of course, these things, these things would, yeah. I, it feels like I'll, I'll have to do is pick up my phone, get a TikTok account, go down to a market in Peckham, start picking up papayas and slapping them, and go in, my dad, a POV, I'm my dad. <laughs> and I just start slapping papayas, and I've got a bad gray mustache on. Millions and millions of followers, Pierre. I know I can have that. Yeah, this is the thing. I know I can have that, and I can know I can have that today if I wanted it. But I don't want it because it's a gilded cage because it's it's hell on earth. Hold on, Phil. To be TikTok famous. Hold on. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that it's it's a? Did I just? (laughs) It's a cage. I'm aware of what I just said. Okay, hang on. Hold on. Hold your horses. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot. Hang on a minute. (laughs) I just need to get my head around this. You're saying, if I'm getting this right, yeah, yeah, it's like go on. a cage. So a cage is made of metal, right? Yes. Metal cage, the yeah. bars and everything, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Can't get out. Okay, but you're saying in this case, the bars of the cage, as it were, not literally, metaphorically, yeah. are, if not fully gold, gilt, gilded, gold, gold, a gold-plated cage. Yeah, well, I I would go so far as to say solid gold because I think it, it it sort of matters not really because right. the, the predicament is is the same. Right, and so in a sense, what you're saying is you're somehow trapped, but also somehow in luxury. Yeah, 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 I, uh, yeah. I, I guess I know I know I've sort of painted quite a confusing metaphor yeah. there because you associate one image, the cage, yeah, with um, with a, uh, with being trapped and and um, not luxury at all. Thank you. Not luxurious at all, but no. then gold, gold as a material is something that has always been considered um, luxurious, valuable, yeah. and the the reserve of the wealthy. Yeah, 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 and very not trapping, wealthy, not trapping, freeing, releasing, not trapping at all. Yeah. Exactly because, but 
if you can imagine uh-huh. this, if you can stretch your mind's eye <laughs> yeah. to perceive <laughs> yeah. of something this <laughs> outlandish. Yeah. Um, if you can imagine a cage that is built to restrict my movement, but is itself made of a precious, valuable, and um, a covetable metal gold at the same time. So at the same time I'm trapped, uh-huh. but at the same time I'm, I'm in possession of a very valuable metal. Right. So what I'm trying to say with this metaphor, uh-huh. and apologies if it's unclear, yeah. Because I'm trying, I've, I've tried my best with. You're moving at a million miles an hour, so if people get left behind, that's yeah. fair enough. What I'm saying is that becoming very, very famous and successful very quickly on TikTok uh-huh. might have the appearance of <clears throat> of luxury, yeah, i.e., gold. But in fact, the experience is that of being trapped, i.e., of being in a cage. Hence, the golden cage. I don't know if that's starting to make more sense now. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know what? The irony is that it's it's just a shame that uh, this th- that 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 new idea that you've shared there couldn't go on TikTok itself because it's just it takes too long to get across. It would be too complex for yeah. TikTok, which which rewards shorter form content. <laughs> yes. I do like the idea that. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I mean, literally off the cuff there, you described like a perfect TikTok, and I do like the idea that. <laughs> Like a like a sort of um, a vampire with some pride, we're just refusing to feed on the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think of TikTok the way I like, like I'm Doctor Manhattan watching Earth from Mars, <laughs> and I just know that I could at any point destroy the planet with with perfect TikTok after perfect TikTok. I understand. I'm like Neo. I've seen. I can see the Matrix. But I know this power should not be wielded by any one man. Yeah. And so every day I refuse to wield it. Yeah, see, I think when I look at TikTok, I'm like Gargamel looking at Smurf Village. <laughs> I'm, this, I'm this horrible old man on a tower looking at the like, la, 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 like Smurfs having a good time in this nice village. And I'm going, Gah! Because I'm not a Smurf. I don't know what his problem is with the Smurfs, to be honest. <laughs> I've never been clear on what his issue is. They seem to be minding their own business. Um, I think his wife was banged by a Smurf yeah. <laughs> years ago. If if the amount if the amount of Smurf hentai I've accidentally seen over my lifetime is to go by. He's been her, his wife has been banged good by one of them big blue penises, <laughs> veiny big blue penises. The amount of um, cartoon porn you've seen ambitiously advertised next to regular porn. <laughs> I've I've never I, I I never really understood the thinking behind that. Yeah, it's like. I see you're watching very normal porn. Well, might I interest you in extremely weird porn? <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine the confidence of that guy in real life. <laughs> imagine going up to the desk in the sort of sex shop or like petrol station or whatever and like just sliding across a copy a copy of you know some regular like you know titty mag whatever it is 
Let's go. Just a, yeah. a hustler, please. And the guy goes, yeah, very good. Uh, actually, and you go, hmm? <laughs> and he reaches under the table and brings out a scrawled, distended drawing of Lois from Family Guy. <laughs> being being destroyed by a sort of horrible Homer Simpson. That's they're slightly the wrong <laughs> they're slightly the wrong colour as well. It's not quite the right green on Lois's top. <laughs> Could I interest you in this insane drawing I've done? <laughs> I see you're interested in just topless women. Well, can I interest you in the most depraved, weird, disturbing pornography you could ever imagine? Don't worry. I have a feeling you'd like yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry. It's of your childhood. <laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I never understood. I never understood that. Amazing. You're that supposed to ease people in. These 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 uh, these hentai salesmen have never heard of nudge theory. They <laughs> they're they're full into shove theory. These guys. <laughs> For thousands of years, human beings have been in love with the incredible material of gold. We are giving you a once-in-a-lifetime chance to exchange your hard currencies into gold. We accept all the mainstream currencies. We accept Japanese yen, the ruble, every currency, gold. It's shiny and was beloved by the ancients. They associated its shine and incorruptibility with power and the otherworldliness of spirits and gods. Why not invest in an enormous bar of Russian gold today? Don't ask why or where it's from, but order now. We will be particularly pleased to offer you the sale of gold in dollars or pounds. Tutankhamun the boy king was encased in the box of gold after his death, and he's looking mighty fine, if you ask me. Buy gold today, it's good. I love the idea of like, uh, well, honey, I'm off to work. Another day as a hentai salesman. Doopy doopy doop. Just hardworking Joe's. Hardworking Joe. Don't do hentai. Yeah. Do you think that would be a good um, a good character to reference in a um, say a stump speech to try and become president of America? A hentai salesman. Yeah. So you say. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you say, I don't just want to become president so I can. You know, I finally make good on the promise I made to my father. I, I want to become president for all of you. The union man busting his hump down a mine, digging coal in West Virginia. The hentai salesman in Chicago. Like, <laughs> just hide it there. Say union guy in a miner and then say hentai salesman. And then go, and the housewife in Idaho. And just see how many news outlets quit pick up on. <laughs> hentai salesman. <laughs> Hentai salesman just trying to make enough money to put his kid through art college so they can draw hentai for him to sell. Did he say... He said Thai salesman, right? Like a Thai? Like a guy who sells Thai? <laughs> yeah, that must have been it. That must have been it. That would be a fun uh, a fun uh, joke if you could get a Thai 
covered in hands and then ask everyone if you like if they liked your hand tie and when they go what? Oh, and then just fun. point and and dare them to say what they thought you said that's fun there you go would you like to see my hand tie yeah fun guy in the office trick there <laughs> you'll be the toast of the water cooler phil it yeah. gives me only pleasure to tell you that we've got a nice little message here from lauren oh lauren does she wear a sporran? She could. She could. Yeah, lo- is, is Lauren a Scottish name? It feels Scottish. It does feel Scottish, actually. I think that's a fair comment. Lauren, country of origin. Um, but Lauren says the chrome... French. Who? France. La- La- yeah, French. La- French yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Laurent says. Oh uh, wait! Oh, the Lawrence. Fa- sorry, sorry, sorry. Real quick. The Lauren family name comes from the ancient Scottish Dalriadan clans. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. But that is a self prop from Lawrence. Ah. Okay. Done. Did be done. Uh, Lawrence says the Chromebook advert keeps telling me, "quote It's a new way to laptop." Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It isn't a new way to laptop because presumably the the main mechanisms are the same. Yeah. You put it on your lap, you open it up like a clam, and you start typing. Yeah. Presumably, it's the old way to laptop. Yeah. Fundamentally. Yeah. Exactly. I would rather, I would rather have a, a, the new Chromebook advertised to me by a distended topless Marge Simpson. <laughs> then. Now that would be a new way to laptop. That would be a new. <laughs> Imagine the chaos if that was the new campaign. <laughs> it would get a lot of attention. Really horrible, like Microsoft Paint stuff as well. And she's got abs. That's always the most horrifying thing is that they have abs. <laughs> so, like, they've got hot bodies. <laughs> Marge's abs. There's <laughs> a distended, t- naked Marge with abs holding a Chromebook. And like you can see her tits and the Chromebook's over her crotch. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, the, yeah. And, and always an, a chance for the artist to take their own personal gamble on, on Simpson nip color. Send us in what you, color you think the nips should, should be on the Simpsons, uh, on the yellow ones. <laughs> It's harder to say on the yellow uh, ones. Um, Lauren also sent us. I usually go for pale straw, like a straw yellow, like a really pale yellow. Oh, interesting. Usually, oh. I'm guessing. Uh, um, um, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> Only Matt Groening knows, and he's taking it to his grave. It's <laughs> <This> Matt Graving. <laughs> Matt Groening's taking it to his Matt Graving. Um, Lauren also sent us a thing, which is it's not tat it's just a sort of meme and it's one of those memes where like the irony levels are too high and i think the irony levels are so high that lauren is is confused as, as to what it's all about um oh. have you seen that meme which is uh i would go to school if this was the teacher this was the uniform this was the bus and this was the book oh no but i can imagine the format yeah i mean with your you're, you're not just the tat whisperer you're also the tiktok meme brain whisperer Um, and the joke is the teacher is just a photo of some mozzarella balls the uniform is some tomatoes the bus is some basil and the book is a a vial of balsamic vinegar yeah that's nice I I don't mind that 
Yeah, it's pretty good. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I want to look some of these memes up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would yeah, go yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Ah, Steve gets in touch. Steve! I'm not peeved to hear from Steve. No, you shouldn't be. You'd be a fool to be a, a Steve peever. Um, Steve says, Dear Filibuster and Piero the Clown. Very nice. Nice. Um, one of my favorite podcasts by a long way, but, Phil, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big but. You guys have to do me an enormous favor. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Okay. Sure. Wow. Come out and say it. Just come out and Steve say it. Steve says, uh, you keep using Steve as a stand-in name. For example, people. Yes, it's true. Mm. It's a classic example person, yeah. Steve. Uh, he says, but I am but one of many Steves. However, it's very humble to say to admit that. It's good, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble. The, the, uh, yeah, I am Steve. There are many Steves like me, but this one is mine. Yeah, yeah. He says, however, as I, I often listen to podcasts to go to sleep, and as I'm dropping off, I've lost track of the number of times one or both of you are referring to Steve, and it completely throws me as I wake up wondering if someone is talking to me. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Don't go to sleep, Steve. There's so much to do in the land of the living. Don't go to sleep, Steve. Sleep, and goes, huh? Steve. And then we're just talking about poop as well. Yeah, just uh, saying that, that harrowing Icelandic children's... Um, uh, poem thing which is um oh god so it went viral for a bit it was sleep you black-eyed pig <laughs> yeah. fall into a deep pit full of ghosts well <laughs> love it i found it genuinely yeah. re- re- soothing um it is i'm gonna look it up now icelandic if someone whispered that to me i'd, I'd be out like a light um so yes, I usually wake up wondering if someone is talking to me, usually about something really weird. You're always on behalf of Steve's everywhere. Steve. P.S. If I have to, I'll just change my name. Thank you, Steve. It's good of you. Um, I can't... Um, yeah, sorry about that, Steve, but um, I'm afraid Steve is too deeply ingrained. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's also just a good... Like, Steve, it's a good... It has a sort of E sound, and it's, st- it's, it's good... Eve. Um, bedtime. Icelandic children poem <clears throat> bedtime. Yeah. No, there's nothing. It's not here. I can't find it. Um, Claire gets in touch as well quickly. This is good. A uh, Claire, you scared me, Claire. Yeah. Oh yeah, I found it. Oh yes, an Icelandic lullaby, early nineteenth century. <laughs> Sleep, you black-eyed pig. Fall into a deep pit full of ghosts. Yeah. Well remembered. Oh, that's not leaving my brain. I, I, it is really soothing. I want to sleep now. I like it. Sleepy black-eyed pig. I like it. Fall into a deep... It's also like something you shout at someone who you just pissed off with and who you're done with. I go to sleep, you black-eyed pig. <laughs> ah, fall into a deep pit of... Fall into a deep pit full of ghosts. Oh, why don't you go fall into a deep ah. pit full of ghosts? <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, imagine an Icelandic grandma stroking your hair. Sleep, you black-eyed pig. <laughs> Fall into a deeper pit full of ghosts. Ah. <laughs> and feel my shoulders relaxing. Um, so Claire, Claire says, Dear Philip and Pierrep. 
Nice. <laughs> That's good. Uh, this morning whilst driving to work, the podcast I'd been listening to finished and didn't also play the next one. Hmm. Mm. No fear, I activated voice control and asked my car to play Bud Pod podcast. Yep. Yep. I don't know how to help with play Bud Pod podcasts. The car argued back <laughs> unhelpfully. I like that. I don't know how to help with play Bud Pod podcast. Anyone listening he out? Knows it should help. Anyone listening out loud? Anyone who listens to Bud Pod needs help. Uh, yeah. However, sometimes she says things like this and then starts playing whatever it is I've requested. Huh. Hmm. So something started to play. It was very jaunty, trumpety jazz music. Hmm. Yeah. I assumed this was a new skit dreamed up by Phil. It was only a good 40 seconds in I glanced at the screen and realized I was actually listening to a track called Bouncing with Bud by Bud Powell. <laughs> I suggest you listen if you haven't already. Okay, thank you, Koji Claire. Thank you for that, Claire. We're going to listen to that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even play it out the computer. Bouncing with Bud. Bouncing with Bud. But um, overall, thank you uh, guys for being uh, patrons. We're out of time. Thank you very much for your emails, little messages, subscriptions. This is Bouncing with Bud. Ooh. Very nice. Go to sleep, and you black-eyed pig. It does pig. sound like your, your, voice, your voice is about to start going like, Hey there, lady, what are you doing walking to the bank today? <laughs> it's, um, it's nice. My voice is about to go, uh, Are you a knackered black-eyed pig? <laughs> well, okay. I can recommend falling into a deep pit full of ghosts. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you guys. We will go and enjoy that music now. We yeah, we've got to go fall into a dip pit, pit full of ghosts ourselves. Yep. Yep. Um, but thank you for being patreons. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for your wonderful correspondence. And have a good, lovely week until next week. Until next week, guys. Bye. Bye.